When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Jeff Cameron Show, Live Nation's Friday, rolling on, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Thanks for tuning to it. Another hour to go. We got we got a picks uh, segment with my mom in studio this hour. Look forward to that. We'll let her stick around for uh, some probables as well and have a little chit-chat of the sports front this hour. We still have to do uh, Red Zone. I have no idea what my uh, compatriot over here is going to do in terms of questions. I got I, two of them. You got two? Yeah, I have game plan for two, but sometimes the opening segment, here's a little behind the curtain, sometimes the opening segment of the hour tells me where your head's at, so I'm like, ooh, he's going to respond to this question well. Oh, that's interesting. So you're you're keying in on code, you know, keywords or phrases tone. or tone or whatever it might be. I'm in a good mood. Does that help you D- think Tom about Ren- the questions? It does, yes. Okay. Because it, that you might field a question that you normally would say, oh, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> if you're in a good mood, you, you might hear it, you know? <laughs> I read the facial expressions. It's never as crazy as Tom Rinaldi off camera, which is one of the spookiest things you'll ever see. Oh, so we've gone inside baseball before and told stories before about uh, where we were um, at, at, at Jameis's draft party and watching Tom Rinaldi kind of, it was a weird, ominous, uncomfortable sort of behavioral body language thing. He was He was really weird. If something came out about him, you, that's correct. I'd be like, yeah. We said the same thing. Well, remember he handed him an envelope? In front of everybody. Well, he wanted everybody to see it. He gave yeah. Jameis a handwritten note in an envelope. And I'm sure advising the young man on how to live his life. Correct. And to paint the picture for everybody, it's not like Tom Rinaldi showed up as the broadcast started and then conducted the interview. He was at the house that Jameis was at all day. And they had about a half an hour together. In the house, where he could have been like, hey, Jameis, not for nothing, but I appreciate you, young man. I just have some words, and, and I hope you have a great career. Instead, he completes the satellite hit from the front lawn of the house. And then he pulls him off to the side, puts his arm around him. Not and even hit, yeah. off to the side, but in front of everybody. Oh, he wants everybody to see it, yeah. Very Tebow kneeling in front of the camera energy. I also remember my favorite uh, panic mo- moment behind the scenes as everybody else was flustered. The NFL Network was there. And they had a cast of characters there, and they lost power. Well, it was ESPN. It was Rinaldi. Yeah. NFL Network got the first interview. And that also. really pissed off it pissed Rinaldi. Off it pissed off ESPN. But then the power went out, and everybody was panicked. And we were laughing because we were going to do the interview with Jameis on the phone. 
<laughs> it was like, yep. I got it. We'll just video court, record this from inside the house, which we did do. Yeah, Rinaldi chased the engineers down the front steps of the house. Screaming, he was furious. Out the front door. Yeah. Well, their plan for power, they didn't have a generator. They plugged into the home. You are ESPN, a multi-billion dollar corporation, and you don't bring a generator to nowhere, Alabama? Yeah, like, that it's, was... All they have is satellite internet. That's why we didn't. Do, we were going to do the broadcast in the house. it was nowhere, Alabama is they, right. They've got satellite internet, which was not going to be reliable enough to connect back home, so we used the hotel instead. So we made a judgment based upon yes. the surroundings that it wasn't going to be reliable. They plugged into the front, under the brick facade of the house. This is going to be our power for the entire truck. That said, and one final note on uh, the behind the scenes on the day that Jameis Winston was drafted number one overall, and we were there for that draft and that moment, which is really cool. We'll probably never do anything that cool again in our broadcast career. To be somewhere where the number one pick in the draft is going? That's unique. It's yeah. really unique. Yeah. It's really weird. But I will forever shout out Judge Hobby. That dude was awesome. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's out there mowing his own lawn. Like hours before, so everything looked nice for the cameras. My man's just out there on the riding mower getting after it. Good old Judge Hobby. My wife's inside. She'll say hello. She'll get you set up. Yeah, he was like, my wife's inside. If you want something to eat, she'll make it. Do you want some tea? I was like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. It was just a, a normal set, like a judge in a normal setting. Very normal That's setting. That's crazy. And the one thing I was angry, not angry, but I was disappointed. I was sick the night before. Remember that? Uh, it was the game seven. You and I watched uh, the Lightning in Detroit. Yeah, that's correct. One nothing, I think, was the final. One to nothing. That's yeah. right. And we went to that cool bar in Birmingham. We did. It was a really cool bar. It was bar. a really good bar. I, I missed that bar. I'd like to go back to that bar with a non-sick Tom Lang. I had a half a beer, and he said, you, really? You couldn't even, oh, man, I you was having a good time. muster the strength. I said, no. Couldn't muster the strength to finish a beer. One cold beer. He couldn't do it. I've been able to finish. I had several. Many beers in my lifetime. <laughs> But you got pulled away to the back party, to the backyard party. Yeah. And I was just out there. You out were out front. there staring at the moon. I yeah. felt like it was almost famous, you know? <laughs> and there I am, the young kid just sitting outside. I got pulled into the special party, the backyard party, by the uncle. Yeah. And he pulled me aside, and we had a delightful conversation. He was a good guy. Really good guy. He is a good guy, as far as we know. I don't want to say was. I hope he's still with us. Well, I just, that was, yeah. it's that almost yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. the interaction. You never know. Could be dead, likely Roy Selman. You never. You never. <laughs> Some people respond to that well. I thought Lee was. He didn't handle that well. He was flustered. It was neutral at best. He didn't he, know what to do. I, he almost apologized. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Lee. I wasn't mad. It was a. <laughs> it was a simple mistake. He's like, "Are they going to bring Leroy Selman out? Ooh, that'd be a doozy. It'd be like creamsicle on bones." <laughs> that's, that's, all you, that's all you could do. And by the way, matches the numbers. And by the way, I love Leroy Selman. I mean, I love him. He's one of my favorite players in the history of the NFL. So this is all. He looks like the guy after the Joker handshake in Batman. <laughs> yeah. a skeleton in a suit. Leroy Selman was the first player the Bucks ever had that you could go to a game and look out onto the field between the two opposing teams and go, hey, we've got the best player on the field. That is why he changed the franchise. That was never said before. I loved the Bucks so much as a kid. I mean, they're my team, obviously, but when it felt that way, they already had Derek Brooks by the time that the uniforms had changed and uh, for several years. But when they brought Warwick Dunn that first year, it was unbelievable to watch Saturday transport to Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like my hero as a kid was 28 in oh, yeah. and white. Yeah. And then to have him play for the Bucks, it just brought that whole thing to life.
and he was a stud yes. early in his career. Well, and I thought the same thing about Derek Brooks, seeing Derek Brooks go to the Bucks, yeah, and yeah. like, man, and, and that's my mom's favorite player probably of all time, I think, uh, at least in the NFL. It's just hard to appreciate a defensive player as a six- or seven-year-old. You know, the offensive players are so much oh, easier yeah. to see. Yeah. They have the ball in their hands. And Charlie and Warwick were those two guys. But then, yeah, they started 5-0 and with Warwick done. I think their fir- his first game was on the road at Detroit, team they're playing this weekend. And they all they were doing were mashups between Barry Sanders and Warwick Dunn. Now, of course, Warwick never went that hard in, in his pro career. No, no, no. But Warwick had a nobody great, else did either. He had though. a great debut against the Lions. And Warwick Dunn ended up having a great career. He's one of those fringe guys for the Hall of Fame that we talk about all the time. If you just look at total yards, and he was ahead of his time. Now, Marshall Falk beat him to it, but he and Marshall Falk are very similar. Yeah. Now, Marshall was a better runner, but that is still. You know, when you look at just total yards, what he did from scrimmage, and the game changed that way later on. Back, That's what backs became, was, you know, threatening pass catchers as well as guys that could run it. Marshall was great before he went to the Rams. Don't get me wrong here, before he went to St. Louis. But if you put Warwick Dunn in that St. Louis offense, I'm sure the numbers he racks up are astronomical. Absolutely. If you got Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and Oz Akeem and Kirk, uh, I mean, Warwick Dunn's going to rack up a lot of yards because you're not worrying about him for a second or third. And he's getting the ball in space the way yep. that they got Marshall in space. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this conversation's fun for a lot of reasons because everybody can relate to it, first of all. Everybody grew up with a favorite player. You know, I, I mean, before the Bucks were ever in Tampa, and as I grew up, Tony Dorsett was all t- I still love Tony Dorsett. I was so sad to hear. By the way, this bring this really quick, and I'll, I'll round it out. I was f- sad to hear that Tony Dorsett is suffering, as a lot of ex-players are from that era, from CTE. And, and it's not surprising. Um He's still, you know, he's still around and healthy enough to have conversations and do those kinds of things. I know this because I know somebody who went to the Hall of Fame and met him and talked to him, and he said he was delightful, but he admitted that he is suffering some memory loss and having a hard time with it, and he was trying to get out in front and do something for the current players and the previous players, and he was at least organizing behind the scenes to try to see that they could get help. Um, I will say, it's not CTE, it's not the same thing, but... I forget, Tom, and I have forgotten, and people probably think, well, that's rude. He hasn't brought it up. I forgot that people did not know of Mike Martin's diagnosis. And there was an article written this week by Jim Henry, and people consume that in the Tallahassee Democrat. And uh, it's the first that a lot of people in this audience and uh, and in this community heard of Mike Martin's Louis body uh, diagnosis and in the dementia uh, that he's suffering. And I, I, of course, knew of it. A while back, um, just you know, the nature of our job and knowing that family, etc. Uh, yeah, it is. It's sad. It's very sad, and we wish him and Carol all the best, and his family all the best. It is. Um, it's an impossible thing, you know. I had to go through it in my family. My wife's mom suffered from dementia, and until she passed, and it's a it's a terrible thing. A lot of you out there can relate to it and know about it. You've had family members or friends go through this. Uh, I was not ignoring that story. I was not dismissing Mike Martin and that story. I just, I forgot others didn't know about it. I knew about it, so I didn't really even pay much attention to the story because I was well aware of it. My favorite moments with Mike Martin, because in the early part of of what I've done covering Florida State, I I was a beat reporter for baseball, specifically for another network. And before, in those days, he would do the dugout interviews, which I really appreciated. So you you go down third base, first baseline, go to talk to him. And in the beginning of the season, there was a redundancy between basketball and baseball. So he would always ask, who won? Yeah, who won? And he was just the most, like a kid in a candy store, because we were, we were pretty good in, in that time. That was uh, 
Junkyard Dog 1.0, you know, 56 to 53 finals, those types of games. But we were winning a lot. And he would ask us all on the beat, hey, did we win? Did we win? Right, right. And then, you know, if the answer was yes, we wouldn't start the interview for another three or four minutes because, oh, what happened? And he just wants to know everything that happened. If we lost, we wouldn't start the interview for another two or three minutes because he go, oh. And he'd be despondent and he'd have to gather himself to get ready to go and talk about today's game of baseball. <laughs> but it was just the best. And uh, he was always, as the head coach of the team, incredibly gracious with his time and, yeah, extend nothing but uh, as many warm wishes and, and uh, love as we can to the Martin family. We do, indeed. And he did, uh, to add to your story, because it's not unique, it's pretty cool, uh, Trey Jones, golf coach, Florida State, big win for them this past week, this week, uh, good for them. Winning the Stevens Brett Cup. Roberts was, yeah, with a big win. Yeah, that's big, that's big win. huge for that young man. Congratulations to Trey and his golf team. Obviously, we watched and followed Florida State golf pretty closely. Uh, but Trey told me that uh, Mike Martin was one of the first when he was named head coach to come over and introduce himself and really ask him, you know, if you need anything, it, what kind of help do you need? What do you need me to do? If there's ever any way I can help you recruit, anything you need me to do, please let me know. Uh, a, he's an avid golfer, so he was going to see, uh, obviously, Trey an awful lot at events and so forth. But Trey knew that he had – Mike Martin in his back pocket, like, hey, if you, we're going out of Tampa to talk to a recruit. His dad loves baseball. I'm with you. I'll jump on the plane with you. Let's go. Let's play around with his dad. Let's go. And, you know, he did that, and it should be acknowledged, and that's one of a million stories about the man. I'll answer the question that we got. Uh, it, it's an abrupt right turn, I understand. There it is. Sorry, I couldn't find it for a moment. Noel Kev said, hey, guys, haven't been able to watch as much as I used to. Missed the after show after Virginia Tech. So uh, here's the Red Solo Cup Xbox headset post-game dono. little late. Uh, Anyways, what's JT's NFL evaluation? Well, okay. Uh, I've gone to four or five different sites that I like to look at to see our roster of players because you and I had a conversation before the year that this looked like a roster that would see 9 to 12 players drafted off of it. Now, we didn't talk about first round or anything like that. We just said, seems to me... They've got 9 to 12 guys on this team that will get drafted. And whether that's the sixth round, seventh round, first round, second round, they're going to get drafted. And in doing so, I began to go down a rabbit hole with Travis because I think Jordan Travis is a very unique prospect in the modern game of football. If this were yesteryear, Jordan Travis is not a draft prospect. It's just plain and simple. If this were the old days and the way that Teams really valued pocket passers, size, big arms, all that sort of thing, much more. Jordan wouldn't be a prospect. But in the modern era where there are plenty of guys who have the diversity of skill set that Jordan Travis does, which is the unique ability to make huge plays outside the pocket, to throw on the run, to make people miss, quarterback designed runs, the RPO game, which has come to the NFL now, that helps Jordan Travis a lot. Part of Jordan Travis's problems, if you're if you're going to knock him as a draft prospect, um, is you're going to say he's not a big guy at all. He's 6'1", 200 pounds. That's not a big guy going to the league. Now, there are smaller guys in the league, but they are outliers. And he's had to work very, very hard to get in that 210 ballpark. That's correct. Yeah. Um, it's not a big wingspan. He's not, you know, all that stuff that you talk about. He's um, He is an NFL prospect. I would tell you that of the places I go to, if I were going to assess, um, I guess if you just took the aggregate, you just looked at all of the rankings, he's well behind several players. He's well behind at that position. I'll pull up my 
stuff here. He's well behind Caleb Williams, Drake May, obviously. He's behind Michael Penix. He's behind Quinn Ewers. He's behind Bo Nix. He's behind uh, Riley Leonard at Duke. He's behind, I mean, hell, I've seen him behind Spencer Rattler at this point. Um, So if you start doing that, if you start seeing a guy is outside the top 10 of the quarterbacks to be drafted, well, then you're talking about a late-round draft pick. You're talking about, I mean, this is a loaded year for quarterback, I might say. I mean, NFL people love Williams May. Hell, Shador Sanders has risen up the charts massively. In in many scouts' eyes, he's a top 10 quarterback in this upcoming draft. Maybe not top 10 pick, just top 10 quarterback. Like right now, Penix is rated higher. Williams is rated higher. May is rated higher. Ewers is rated higher. Nix is rated higher. Leonard is rated higher. But then you would get into a Shador Sanders. You'd get into a a Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is more well thought of at this point. Yeah, Daniels is more fit physically to handle the rigors of an NFL game. But, you know, let's say Jordan is a, a final day draft pick, late round, fifth through seventh. He's a guy that's worth taking a swing on at that price point. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, if he could clean up his deep ball accuracy, that was his best friend before last year. The best thing you could say about him before he took that big step to being a true quarterback was, man, if he's throwing outside the numbers and down the field, it's accurate. It's on a dime. That has not been the case at all this year. I will project, if you'd like, for fun, he is a third or fourth round pick right now, at best. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not I, think he pro- I think he projects as a fourth round pick right about now. I agree. I don't think he goes Friday or Saturday. Well, Thursday he's or just Friday. not magically going to yeah. get a lot taller. He's had injury problems in his career. He's he's not well. You know, he's not a thick kid. He's shown enough big time throw ability across Correct. his career. But if he can string it together in the back half of the season, he can help himself and get in squarely into day two in that third round. But he's not there right now. There, there's too much inconsistency on on the deep ball. There just is, and some of the throws he makes, like I think the best throws he's made this year are the fade to Keon Coleman for his last touchdown against LSU. That ball is dynamite. And then it's the second and 10 to Trey Benson to pick us up off the mat against Clemson. It's the back shoulder. That is one hell of a throw. Now, he creates windows with his mobility in an awesome way. Well, it's an elite mobility. That's that's the thing. It's not average. It's not just like you're not going to write in the scouting report yeah. when you do strengths and weaknesses. You're not going to write mobile. But You're going to write elite mobility. The, his best friend would be getting the ball down the field and, and being a big play type of player, a splash play explosive player, mm-hmm. but at 30% on 20-plus yards down the field completion, that's, that's, that's just not, not going to cut done. it. Not with these these receivers, you should be all the better for it. Correct. Yeah. No, I think we've assessed that pretty well. Um, there is, you know, I mean, he can alter trajectories and speeds. He can spin it better than, than average. It's not elite, but he can spin it better than average. Okay, so if you're a fourth or fifth round pick, you're in the hundreds, right? You know, obviously in terms of the the, to- yeah, the pick and total the number of picks. Yeah. All right. The number that Jordan Travis has picked is higher or lower than <laughs> the amount of Zaxby's we have here in Tallahassee. <laughs> um, I forgot. I was checking on the way in. Tom, seventy-seven Zaxby's in town. Oh well, if he's picked lower than seventy-seven, that'd be amazing. That means we get a lot of good news between now and the end. Of yeah, the end. that would mean he'd really. Tear it up at that point. Uh, 77 Zaxby's in town, and every one of them have that delicious chicken sandwich. It's huge, gigantic, and now they've got a Philly chicken you sandwich. You get the chicken Philly to celebrate, you know, maybe an NLCS birth. And nobody sells the chicken Philly quite like I do. As I said on last week's show, I thought it was going to suck. 
I thought the chicken Philly was going to be terrible, and it turned out to be good. I was wrong. Zaxby's got it right. It's delicious. You, you turned when I walked in the street. You said, Tom, this bread is whoop-ass. It is. That's exactly what I said. I said, this bread is whoop-ass. This is a whoop-ass hoagie. This is good. They did it right. They did it right. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Zone time, is it not? Hope you got those other two questions prepared, Tom Lang. I'm ready for them. This has become one of my favorite segments. And it's uh, a lot of fun because you ask good questions, and also we love our friends at Artisan Financial Strategies. As I do every week, and as I say in the podcast, and for good reason, guys need to check out Artisan Financial Strategies. Doing a great job for a lot of Knowles out there, and non-Knowles for that matter. That's because our uh, our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies, they're there. They're helping you prepare for retirement. Some of you are at midfield, let's say, if we're using the football analogy. Some of you are down there around the goal line. But uh, whether you're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family from rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate that. And for more information, just head on over to uh, KnollRetirement.com. That is KnollRetirement, all one word, dot com. Do it. Good people, honest people, hardworking, smart people helping you out. Artisan financial strategies. All right, Tom. Let's bring it on. Welcome to the majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance. To win the game. Oh, it hits the upright. It's no 
You have entered. Someone burned down the funeral home. You burned the funeral home. Lives will be changed. Sideline touchdown. Unbelievable. Mothers will cry. When you see your players give all that they have and uh and you lose that way, it's tough. Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. No, Arthur, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone. That's good to know. Over-the-top ridiculousness. Sounds great on a Friday for the Red Zone. Artisan Financial Strategies. Check them out. Tom, questions. Let's fire away with what we got here. All right. First down. This weekend, Florida State is celebrating the 1993 National Championship team. My man, William Floyd. That is right. So I ask you on first down, which one player from the 1993 team would help this version of the Knowles the most? William Floyd. (laughs) I'm biased. That's my guy. Really? I mean, we got Jaheim Bell. We'll be, I'm kidding. Know, okay. I'm kidding. You know. um, All love to William. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say now. Let's not do that. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah. It's not littered like 99 with frontline stars, but they've got plenty of really, really good players. It's just you can't, you're not going to say Warwick. No, I'm not. I'm because not. the backfield's loaded yeah, up. Yeah, we're as fine it is. at running back. Oh, man. You know, your instinct is to say Charlie Ward. Because he was just, I mean, but, no. I wouldn't say Charlie Ward. Right. But Charlie Ward was special. He really was. That's tough, man. DB? You could probably go defensive back or safety there. Yeah, I, I think you would go by need. Um, I think you would. I think you'd say... Just because this team, like, well, linebacker, Tom. Yeah. Would we go linebacker? Probably so. You don't want Pooh Bear Williams on this team? Pooh has passed away, by the way. Oh. Uh, no, I no, got I, Lee I, Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Sam Coward, Derek Brooks? Well, I was going to say Derek Brooks. It just seems obvious to me that you got if you're going to go linebacker you probably got to go Derek Brooks uh and it's not Sam Coward was a great player but yeah Derek Brooks hmm all right see that's a good question on first down success rate is high second down over under 150 yards of rushing tomorrow for Florida State over you feel pretty confident about that over yeah I like it I like it yeah absolutely over under third down 13 and a half points scored against FSU's first team defense tomorrow. 13 and a half points for Syracuse against Florida State's first team defense. Under. Okay. I got them getting to 17 points. The last seven will be a garbage time touchdown against our backups. I'm not guaranteeing that there is garbage time, but you just got to hedge for the purpose of the question. So there. By the way, I almost surprised you. You know why I was him and Han? Devin Bush might be the answer to the 93 team. Mm. I mean, Derek Brooks was so electrified. I can't say that. I, that's not fair. But Devin Bush could have been the answer. I just I feel like the problems we've had at safety warrants our attention in this situation. That's a good point. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Okay, sorry about that. Go ahead. All right. Fourth down. Fourth. 
not named Keon Coleman, and you can't choose a running back or a tight end. Oh, we're doing this again? Yep. Who is FSU? I'm going to eliminate every single option that they utilize hey. on a given Saturday. So Johnny's probably, well, we'll see whether he's out or not. That's not a state secret. Keon Coleman can't be counted in this exercise, running backs or tight ends. Florida State has to throw to another receiver, right? Destin Hill's got four targets for the I'm year. I'm tired of it. Tired of it, Tom Lang. So who's it going to be? Him, Kentron, Jakai, somebody else? Is Portier else? healthy? Do we think Portier's ready to go? Is he at 100%? He was on the field last week. If he's healthy and ready to go, probably Kentron. Probably Kentron. But if he's not, then it's going to be Destin Hill by default, and I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's go. I mean, listen, I think we have forgotten. So much time has passed, we forgot how good Kentron Portier is. He's a good player. This, this is a reminder spot for him. And again, it, you know, if you're looking for position versatility, I don't know that he's a guy you want in the slot. But if Johnny's not playing this weekend, then he could just play the the position that he was meant to play, which is in the outside. He had an excellent spring, and he's a decent blocker too. That's important because a lot of what Syracuse calls for yeah. is perimeter actions with the quick passes, and you got to have some receivers that can block for you. That's where actually Johnny's loss, I think, would hurt more in this instance. I think if they're going to play it like, yeah. if they play it like they did last year with the bubbles, there's a lot of bubbles. Yeah, a lot, a lot of bubbles, a lot of bubbles. Yeah. If they're going to play that off, though, I don't really care. We're going to be all right. I like us here. I like us to do whatever we like. I, I this is this is what we'll do. I'll feel pretty good about it. Uh, Tommy, we got to go because we got to come back and bet with my mom, who's three games up. She's a special guest appearance today on the Jeff Cameron Show. What a libations Friday we have. She's in studio as we sit right now. Actually, if you want, you can even pull her up right there. There you go. As we uh, wet the appetite. There's Mama in studio. Here we go, waving. Ready to lose, ready to get trounced, eagerly awaiting the the shift in momentum. Steph Camera Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's, and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. sound of betting time with mom and away we go a special in studio uh rendition of this particular segment before we get started of course we've got to cue it up tommy and now for another edition of the family pick nick go to your room 
meatloaf. Take it away, Jeffrey. Well, hello, Mama. Good to have you in here. How are you? I'm good. You excited to be in the studio? I am. This is a rare treat. Normally, you'd be driving up right now. Instead, here we are. Are you intimidated? You feel like you're going to whiff on all your picks today? Oh, no. I'm not, because I've done this ahead of time. You can't beat on the thing oh, here, sorry, Mama. Sorry, it sorry, makes sorry, all sorry. kinds of noise. <laughs> sorry about that. I've already screwed up, and I've barely been no, on. No, you haven't screwed up. Just a reminder, it's radio, it's live, <laughs> and we've got you uh, mic'd up and ready to roll. Okay, so did you bring your sheet in? I didn't I, even look. I did, see? Okay, see, there's the sheet. I actually have a sheet. Yep, yep, and you're a little bit too dependent on it. But uh, <laughs> there we go. We've got the sheet. I will uh, pull up the schedule. And we will get to bet. Now, you're up right now by three. I am. How about that? You lost two out of three last week. This is a travesty. What is going on out here? <laughs> now, we watched the game together last night. We, we both did. had the Chiefs. We Nobody did. would take the Broncos, so that is very believable. Yes. Uh, all right, Mom. Now, you get to say in person. Ooh, that's a tough one. This is. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. You I get to say put my glasses it. on. Here we go. Okay, what is it? Ravens at Titans. Oh. 9.30 a.m. from London. Yeah. Oh, you wanted to say it. <laughs> I know. Um, I took the Ravens. I did too. Okay. Commanders at the Falcons. <sighs> That's a hard one. I took Atlanta. I don't know why, but I did. I took Atlanta as well. Okay. Vikings at Bears. Ooh. That's a terrible game. Ooh. That is really a terrible game. Ooh. Um, I took the... Uh, who did I take? Wait a minute. Your sheet's right in front of I you. I know it. All right, I got to find it. battle for Hang Caleb Williams. I took Chicago. Me too. Me too. I think the Vikings suck. I'm tired of watching too. And last too. week, didn't didn't Chicago go crazy last week? Yeah, they beat Washington. That's what I thought. Like a drum. Yeah. Okay. Seahawks at Bengals. Seahawks. I'm thinking the Bengals. Oh. Joe Cool's back. You think he heard so? me talking bad about him. All right. Let me find it. I Let's go Bengals. Oh. I almost kicked him out of the facility last week, and then he went out there and looked good. You're back in love with him. I've always been in love with him. He's fine. That's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, this is too easy. 49ers at Browns. 49ers. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Saints at Texans. Now, I know. That game is kind of, mm, I'm not sure. A little wonky. It's a little wonky. I took New Orleans. Me too. Okay. And I kind of like the Texans, but they disappointed me last week. Uh, I know. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that one of your losses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it was. <laughs> Colts at Jags. Now, I listened to Lee Sterling. Mm-hmm. And, and but, you thought this man is nuts. Yeah, I well, I forgot about the jet lag aspect of it, and I do agree with that. But I took Jacksonville, and I'm sticking with it. So there you go. I'm having a hard time. It's just hard for me to say Colts. I, I mean, really. I know, I know. But that number is that number. The last twelve teams returning from London well, tied or trailing in the fourth quarter of their next game if they didn't have a bye. But that doesn't mean they lost. It just means they were tied or trailing. That's in the correct. Quarter. But the games were all way too close. Well, I'm going with my Trevor Lawrence. Well. He looks like a girl, but he plays great. <laughs> I, I, I like him. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not disparaging him. No, I'm just I, saying. He's, sounded he's, a little bit disparaging. He's so pretty that he's like a, looks like a girl. Yeah, I'll take the Jags and we'll stop talking about how pretty okay. Lawrence is. All right. Uh, Panthers at Dolphins, Dolphins. Yes. Patriots at Raiders. Ooh, no. I know that's a bad game too. I took the Raiders. Mm. I think New England is just Done. they're 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 down. That's, that's it. Yeah, Bill may be on his way out. We we called for a long walk in the woods for Bill. <laughs> we said it's time. 
We got to we got to take you got a Lenny Bill out there. He's like, look off in the distance, Bill. Tell us about being on to Cincinnati, <laughs> and and we go from there. That's oh, it. Lordy. That's it. Uh, we both took the Raiders. Yeah. Oh. Oh, here you go, Mom. Lions, Bucks. I know it. Uh, Bucks all the way. You like them big? Oh. No, well. No, we're not um, that. Good. I like them. Um, I like them marginally. Ten points. What? Yeah. I'll take the Lions in 10 if you're willing to give oh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. But I do um, think the Bucks will win by a, a touchdown, but I think more than a touchdown. Woo, I think the Bucks woo. are doing all right. I'm on the Baker Mayfield, Mayfield train. train. All right. I've got the Bucks winning the game, too, in a coin flip. I'll take the Bucks at home. Okay. Creamsicle and sp- inspiring. Absolutely. And they might, if they roll Leroy, if they roll Leroy out there, they, that would it'd be a toughie. <laughs> Again, that would be not in good taste. I can't believe that Lee Sterling did not know that Leroy Selman. Well, you heard what I said. Well, it'd be tough because he's dead, and then he went, he stuttered, and went. That's right. That shocks me. Yeah, maybe the current logo has been Leroy Selman all along. (laughs) (laughs) Food for thought. That's well done. Uh, We both take the Bucks in an upset, mild upset. Lions aren't the same team on the road as they are at home. Cardinals at Rams. Boo. Yeah, I took the Rams. Me too. Eagles at Jets, you took the Eagles. Giants at Bills, you took the Bills. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Last one, tough one. Cowboys at Chargers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You Two know, incompetent coaches. I, I, <laughs> I actually, I, I took Dallas. I'm going to take the Chargers. Okay. There you go. I don't know about Dak. I mean, I am. Uh, it's looking a little shaky. It, yeah, it is. Looking I, a little shaky. I can't. Uh, what did he get? What did they give him? Thirty-five million? Or well, something? it's not as bad as the Russell Wilson contract. Holy moly! Yeah. I I was reading this week, Mom, that for the Broncos to hit reset, to blow it all up, like if the if management says, "Oh my God, what have we done?" We gave Russell Wilson two hundred plus million dollars. He's insane and not any good. <laughs> and then we brought in Sean Payton, who doesn't know what down it is. <laughs> Just out here looking like a buffoon on a weekly basis, <laughs> running antiquated offenses. We gotta start over, gang. Management would tell them we can't. Because we're buried from a salary cap standpoint and what we would owe both these gentlemen. Until 2026. One expert said the earliest they think that they could hit reset and get out from under it and not be devastated with the cap would be in 2026. So if you're a Broncos fan and you're watching this ass-sorry team every week get destroyed, it's 2023. You got three more years of watching this train wreck. Enjoy Mike McCarthy. Oh, oh my God, my Lord! You'd I, have, you know what you'd have to do? You'd have to go over there and like say to him, "Look, you and I both know this isn't working. You don't want to be here. Russell's nuts. We're gonna have to start all over. So even <laughs> if we cut Russell, you're in salary cap hell. We don't have picks. We gave up all of our picks. All of our picks we gave up for your stupid ass. And now that would be insulting if he was in the room, but." <laughs> <laughs> I think we can agree you're a dumbass. So then here we are. What do we do? I need you to take $10 million and leave. Fox will take you back. Throw you on the desk. Here's $10 million. Get out of here. He's going to say no, of course. But, I mean, have a heart. Uh, Look at us. We're out here lost in the wilderness. It's your legacy too, Sean. (laughs) That's right. Every day that goes by. A lost ball in high weeds, as granddad would say. Yes, yes, there it is. (laughs) Sean Payton is a lost ball in high weeds. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my lord yeah i'm telling yep. you yeah that is kind of scary well i don't understand why someone like we said this when you were talking about miami too with that coach with cristobal but you know, at the pro level, why in the world doesn't somebody say in his headset to Peyton, Sean Payton, hey, it's not third down. I mean, you know, I don't. he's got people all around him. We've now seen two situations in back-to-back weeks where we're all left incredulous, where a coach doesn't know about the time or the down or the score, and you're thinking, my man, you're getting paid $8 million a year. What are we doing? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't either, Mom. It's it's the kind of thing, like a lot of times fans will say, oh, I could do better than this guy, or I'd be better off than this guy, but they don't really mean it. They know they couldn't play in the NFL. Right. You know, like a, a guy drops a ball, like, I could have caught that one. Yeah, perhaps, but you'd never be in the league. That dude's a freak athlete. You know, we, we all get it. But some of the things we've seen recently, every fan could rightfully say, I would not have done that. I know better than to do that. That really ought to never happen. It, right. It not uh, ought not happen. Even, even me. <laughs> of course you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody. That's everybody. The thing. It, you know, there are times where there's nuance to a, a review, a choice of a timeout, clock management. Even when you feel like the whole world should know, there's an argument. that There is no, no argument. No. argument I'm surprised a fan didn't yell from the stands. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I'm sure they did after the fact. Well, they should have done it before the fact. The because- best part is that he said that last year's coaching job by – Denver's former head Hackett, coach. Hackett, yes. Hackett is the most embarrassing performance by a head coach in history. Oh, he did? He yeah, did. yeah. Oh. And that's why when the Jets beat their ass last week, they celebrated in the way like they had won the Super Bowl. They wanted to get back at him. Oh, yeah. I hope Hackett called him. Yeah, and so <laughs> now he gives up 70 in his first four games. 70 to the Dolphins. That happened. Yeah. Not just this buffoonish thing on the side. They gave up 70 in an NFL game. That's almost the most ever scored, isn't it? Oh, 70? Yeah. No. Uh, well, 75, I think, is the most. It's three or five. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. something I mean, like that, yeah. And Miami could have gone for it. They had time. If I they wish they would have. When you get to that rarefied air, you got to keep going. you got to pull a Spurrier when he was between the hedges against Georgia, the one year where they were doing renovations over there in Jacksonville. What's the most points ever scored in here? <laughs> Quote, unquote. No, no. So they're up huge in the fourth. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, they're up huge in the fourth quarter. You can go look this up. And the game's over. I mean, they're just routing Georgia. And he turned to his assistant coach and said, what's the most points ever scored in this building? Just kept chucking it. Yeah, there I you go. I got to tell you, that's awesome. That's the ball coach. That's Well, that's what you got to do. If I were Mike, I'd be like, "How many? what's the biggest number we've ever put up on Syracuse? And I'd say it every week. I'd ask all my assistants every week, what's the biggest number we've ever put up on so-and-so? There's got to be a 70-burger against Syracuse, I would think. 59 was 10 years ago. Yeah, I remember the 50. Oh, of course, I remember that. That was uh, Jameis had a lead block for Kermit Whitfield on an end around, <laughs> as I recall. Whitfield! Whitfield! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll have to look it up. We'll have to look it up. We'll take a quick break, come back and see what the biggest number ever scored. Then we'll make a prediction. Mom, you stick around. We'll do probables together as well. Okay. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. 
I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Yeah, 59-3, to huh? Syracuse has never won in Doe Campbell Stadium. It's the way it should be. Ooh, there was uh, a trying moment in the last 10 years where well, we had to kick. A couple kick... years ago, we had to kick the field goal. And Jameis, then... I mean, not Jameis, I mean, Jordan brought him back. Did we have to wait for them to kick one that they missed, too? It was something like that. There were two kicks in the last couple of minutes, but we made ours. Yeah, no, let's not start a streak here. Let's not, nothing new. Let's just keep it rolling. Uh, I would really quickly just say that uh, no probables. We'll do it, though. I'll look ahead to the weekend. But um, it's it's crazy to think the teams, again, with the five best records in baseball are out. None of them really came close to advancing at all. Again, as a group, Atlanta, 104 wins. Baltimore, 101. Los Angeles, 100. Tampa Bay, 99. Milwaukee, 92. Combined 1 and 13. Outscored 82 to 31. Those teams were out homered 31 to 8. Oh, wow. All three National League Division winners gone. Two of the three American League Division winners gone. Yeah, that's a that's a toughie. That was a very Scott Hansen setup at the end there. Red zone. <laughs> what gone? <laughs> the undefeated Eagles lost. Yeah. The undefeated 49ers yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's crazy. So you go back, and I mentioned this before. There's there's a lot of talk about why is this happening, what should baseball do, and all this other stuff. And really, there have been lots of moments of mayhem in the past that we've forgotten about. Um, From the dawn of the American League in 1901 until 1968, baseball was divided into two leagues. Uh, So much of that time there were other leagues. Obviously, uh, you go back, there's the Negro Leagues, other leagues all around the world, all around the United States, but those were the two under MLB, right? Seasons were 154 games until 1961, then 162 games after that. Team with the best record in each league, they'd play in the World Series. That's it, that's all. (laughs) That was the end. That's how it went. In the 60s, a lot of mayhem. 
Braves moved to Atlanta from uh, Milwaukee. We remember that. Kansas City Athletics moved to Oakland. Old Senators moved to Minnesota. Washington Senators were founded, became the Texas Rangers later on. California, Angels founded, Astros founded, Royals founded, Expos founded, Mets founded, Padres founded. Seattle Pilots were founded, became the Milwaukee Brewers. So there you go. Did you know that? I did not know that. Did you know the Colorado Rockies were a hockey team? I did not know that. They became the New Jersey Devils. How about that? There you go. The big decision came in 1969 to break up each league into two divisions and add an American League and a National League championship series. So up until that time, none of this existed. It was a different league in 1969 than it had been in 1960 altogether. By 94, four teams were added. Seattle uh, Mariners, Toronto Blue Jays in 77, Florida Marlins, Colorado Rockies, aforementioned 93. Didn't seem like uh, nearly as much upheaval as it was in, say, the 60s, but that was their new vision. Bud Selig and the other owners were going to expand this sucker. And that is where you get into another playoff round. This is all about money, obviously. This is when you're adding rounds and wildcard teams. But I will say that fundamentally this is flawed if you want the better teams, the teams who have the best records to win out. You should do two things, one of two things at the very least. You can reseed when it starts. Yeah. So the Braves probably should have been playing Arizona, for example, because I think the best two teams just played each other last night. That's it. That's all. That should have been a World Series. Now, from there, the other thing you could do is stop allowing 12 teams to make the damn playoffs. Yeah. You're guaranteeing problems when you have 12 teams after a 162-game season which vets them thoroughly. 12 teams should not get in. No, I think if you're going to do the five games, it should be all in one ballpark and consecutive days. That would would be a better barometer over who is the deeper roster instead of two break for a day, two more break for a day, and another. Yeah. It doesn't water down your weaknesses. If you play five straight, then the better team will more likely, more more reliably show who they are. My mom doesn't care at all, does she? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get, let's get a score pick for mom, tomorrow. Baseball is not my, it, I, it, I understand, according, Jeffrey yeah. tells me it's a, how you have to watch the people that aren't don't have the ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the batter and all that, and I get it. But now I do like the World Series. Yeah, and you watch. I do watch. You're a sportsman, if I, you will. I guess well, I Okay, am. on that note, I need a score prediction. You're going to the game tomorrow. We got 20 seconds. Florida State, Syracuse, who you got? A Florida State. By how much? Um, Pick a score. Three touchdowns. Oh, um... Uh, 41. Oh, so almost look at what we're doing here. Oh, yeah, 41-20? Yeah. yeah I like him. 41-18. By the way, the Astros, when they play the Rangers over the weekend, will take Verlander. Peace!